0: Here. My name is Zach Nantes, Anthony Perry, and Matt Wellen, And we are recapping the 49ers loss to the Seahawks. That was an interesting game, guys. Uh, they It was a close game, defensive game, all throughout, yeah. throughout the top of the fourth quarter. And then it just kind of blew apart. What are your initial thoughts, Matt? What happened?
1: I mean, I think that, you know, I, I think that Shanahan and, and – uh, Carroll gave each other like the wink and the nod, the baseball sign. Like, all right, that's enough. Let's, let's get out there and start scoring. No, yeah, it was nine to six going into the fourth quarter, and it the scoring blew up from there. I think, you know, just as the clock ran, I thought both teams kind of figured out, okay, we're kind of stuck in our playoff positions or non playoff positions, as it were. Let's just get this game over with. I know the 49ers talking, you know, when Kyle was talking post game, he was like, I've been packed for two days, I'm ready to go you know it's just it's difficult for the team they've been stuck in arizona for the last like month and a half and it's time for them to to get going you know this was an abomination of a season i'm glad that it's gone as far as the game goes the defense got tired because you know as, as it has been all season the offense has been a little bit inept so you know i'm not surprised at how the game finished I, you know we were talking about it when the 40 ers went up 10 it's like okay it's russell wilson time like how long until he scores the touchdown or whatever and Of course they did. So it went about as I expected. Um, Again, the 49ers play everybody close, but when it comes to closing time, they're they're just lacking this year. So we can put this season behind us, get healthy, get some, you know, new guys in here, hopefully a QB. Uh, But yeah, looking forward to 2021, uh, it should be much better than this terrible season. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Anthony, was that whole game a testament
0: to the 49ers coaching staff? Yeah, you know, I mean, Robert Sala called another
2: really good game. You take away the C.J. Beathard turnover, which wasn't a surprise. Seattle scores a touchdown off that, and I mean, you know, of course, the story's gonna be, oh well, Seattle gave or the Niners gave this many points. Well, if you look at the first three quarters, just like any other game this season, when your or when your our quarterbacks aren't turning it over, the defense is playing phenomenal. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks didn't have a first down for the first 17 minutes of the game, if I'm not mistaken, or their 17 minutes of possession. So the defense was owning Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson did not look, you know, good In my opinion, I mean, he scored his touchdowns when the game was pretty much out of reach and you knew the game was lost at that point. And I think that's a lot of testament to just Robert Sala, man. There's a reason why Robert Sala, according to Albert Breer, already has an interview with the Falcons lined up and the Lions are soon to be also. I mean, yeah, that was already going to happen anyways. But still, I mean, look what he just did to Seattle Seattle's a playoff team. And you look at the personnel in the field, it's like, no Sherman, obviously no Bosa. All these guys have been missing throughout the season, and Salah has still been able to get the job done. That's more than impressive, to say the least. And sala has been able to get it done, again, with all the turnovers that happened on the offense. And that in no way should people blame Shanahan for that. Shanahan has had to roll out Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard, which are not good options, to say the least. And you can't knock Shanahan for that. You know, if anything, you can give props to Sala just for being able to adjust. And that was everyone's biggest knock on Sala apparently, was that he wasn't able to adjust. And look what he's been able to do this season with arguably just as not bad, but as limited of personnel as he had since he came onto the team to begin with. That is one of the most impressive things, I think, is that comparing Robert Sala when he first joined to now, you can see that he's just been good all throughout his time on the Niners.
0: Matt, to play devil's advocate a little bit, though, Yeah, That game totally blew up in the fourth quarter when it mattered most. Does that have anything to do with Salah and his coaching style? Do you think that's
1: just Russell Wilson being
0: Russell Wilson and a good team being better than a bad team?
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. You know, when you're playing, you hold Russell Wilson to that lackluster of an offensive performance into the fourth quarter. I mean, at that point, when your offense only gives you nine points, the defense has been out there for a while. You're going to get tired uh and and that's just one of those things where there's only so much that you can do against a superior team and that's why good teams win close games they they're able to outlast inferior opponents they're able to exploit weaknesses late when everybody's got their hands on their hips when everybody's breathing heavy when everybody's you know trying to make plays but you know there's not enough gas in the tank that's what happens so we see it here today and you know I don't think it's anything that Robert Sala did that was wrong um it's just you know it's just a typical end to the 49er season at that point.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, uh, 5'10", Malike 49er, sorry if I mispronounced that. I think that's exactly nail 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 on the head. Player fatigue, R.D. was exhausted. Um, th- the offense didn't really get anything going until the second half. But I was actually, I don't want to say surprised, but I was pretty Happy with how CJ played two back-to-back solid games. It wasn't anything that's going to make anybody say, "Wow, this guy should definitely start going into next year." But it was noticeably better than Nick Mullins, Anthony's. Matt and I did this video earlier.
2: Oh, did we lose Zach? We got frozen. I think the
0: hotel Wi-Fi got him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we should just (laughs) leave him up (laughs) because he's smiling right now. Yeah, he looks good like that. Yeah, I don't know where (laughs) Zach was going with that but I do want to go back yeah. to a Daddy saying trade the 12th pick for Stafford and draft Ritter in the third round. First of all, I watched Ritter. He sucks. Second of all, second of all, I just want to put it out there. Uh, there was a tweet today from Dr. Narav Pandya, the MD. It's like Stafford is a walking orthopedic surgery clinic, dislocated patella shoulder separation, ligament injury in his throwing hand ankle injury, rib cartilage injury, back injury, hip injury his performance metrics are only pointing downward with the injury risk going up and i happen to agree with that assessment you're talking about giving the 12th overall pick for an aging quarterback who has a growing laundry list of injuries stafford's not going to cost that much he shouldn't cost that much and if he does the 49ers should definitely pass on that there's no way that they should be doing that especially when a right. trade up yeah. to like 5 is not without without of you know out of the reach of what the 49ers can do Right. So yeah, 12 or 12 for Stafford, no way. No.
2: If they trade, say say if they trade back into the 20s for whatever reason, and maybe they decide to want to get more picks or maybe even a first or second in the future. If I'm trading a Stafford for like a 20 or 25, sure, that that's a little more feasible, I'd say. But with the 12th overall pick being so rich, and I mean they're still in prime position to get a quarterback, whether that's Fields or Wilson, or if you believe in Trey Lance, whatever it may be, the Niners now aren't going to be in this good of a position, at least in my opinion, to trade up for a good quarterback not just now but in the future also because yeah. I believe that if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy next year I do think they could be on the edge of a playoff team and we know what happens when Garoppolo is healthy but we can't bank on that Matt and anyone else can agree that we can't bank on Garoppolo staying healthy for a full 16 games right. and, then, and then you look at the 12th overall pick in general you look at all the good quarterbacks you look at where we're at now The quarterback class for next year is projected to not be anywhere near comparable to this one. There's no reason the Niners should not take a chance on Stafford because of the injuries. They shouldn't take a chance on moving back from the 12th overall pick. If anything, they got to move up and get their quarterback, man. I mean, you look at Justin Fields, you look at Zach Wilson, and you would figure that in the right circumstances with the right offense and everything, especially under Shanahan, I would say that their ceiling could be at or higher than Matt Stafford. And that's saying a lot, too.
1: Yeah, and it's funny to me that people are clamoring for Matt Stafford when Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay on the field. It's like well, you want to it's trade weird, one right? dude really for weird. another right. and give up the twelfth overall pick in the process. Like, yeah, that, it makes no, no sense. <laughs> that <laughs> no makes way. no sense. You no. have to go up and get your guy, and you know, and if you think it's one of those college quarterbacks, absolutely go get him. Uh, yeah. At this point, you know that Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be a top five, ten quarterback in the league. So, you know, it's one of those things where like Shanahan said, we're always looking to improve the position. If you can do it, then we're going to do it. And I feel like that's what they're looking at this year.
2: Right. You know, it's baffling to me that you look at Jimmy Garoppolo's injury history and he's going into his age 30 season where it's like already stacking all those injuries isn't good on him as it is. And you look at Matt Stafford and people say, oh, well, he's not injury prone. He's played the vast majority of his games. That's not the point. The point, like Matt says, is that he's getting older. He's expensive. And with his previous list of injuries, like he list, uh, Matt said from that doctor, as you get older, these things are just going to keep stacking on top of each other. And his body will eventually break down. And, you know, father time just times this happens to quarterbacks. And maybe Matt Stafford has been on the the better luck side of these injuries to where he can still play. But otherwise you can't take the chance that he's getting older and he can he can stay healthy also. And you'll see you'll see people say, like, oh well, the Niners pass the offensive line hasn't been as bad at passwalking as some people think. Well, that may be the case, but the case also is that at the moment Mike Ben Glinchy gives up a big hit on Stafford, who's getting yeah. older, who is considered more fragile, that one big hit could change a lot of things. Same thing for Jimmy Garoppolo. You just can't take a chance on a guy who will more than not get injured.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, sorry. Yeah you, you want to get you want to get healthier. Um, and I know we got people in the comments saying that like you know oh I think Steve thinks Stafford's cheaper. That's true, kind of, but you got to give up something to get him. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. The, when you're talking about cheaper, that's in relation to salary for salary. Well, if you're giving up a pick, too, then, you know, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. Right. I think – and I agree with 5'10". I think Stafford's a lateral move at this point, mainly because of that that age and that wear and tear. I mean, don't underestimate what being behind the offensive line of Detroit is going to get you after a while, you know. Yeah. He's going to get beat up the whole time. And I think, right. we, you know, kind of shows with Stafford. Yes, he can make every throw. Yes, he's a really good player, but, you know – Detroit wasted him and I think that Stafford's best years are technically are, are behind him. So yeah. Unfortunately, it, but true. Right.
2: I mean, you look at how the team is pointing. I think they're still trending in the right direction in terms of overall team growth. They really are just a quarterback away, but not a Matt Stafford type. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just you look at trading the twelfth overall pick, you look at the amount of salary cap you're eating, and like JLE says here, he's talking about restructuring contracts. Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz, and Matt Stafford all likely would not want to restructure contracts in any way. They they would not want to turn away from that money. And I wouldn't even take on Wentz, first and foremost. I, I don't need Wentz, who's not trending in the right direction. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo himself with that injury history doesn't look good, and Stafford's the same way. It's yeah. just... In a league full of quarterbacks that were being able to be more agile and mobile to where you look at guys like Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, and I know they're very fast, but what I'm trying to say here is that they can put themselves in a position to avoid injury because of their mobility and their ability to just move around in and out of the pocket. That's what the Niners need. That's what this offense needs. It's not just about what the what the player offers in terms of offense, but just the player's own ability to avoid injury and to avoid Big contact. And Russell Wilson's been better at that than everyone. I mean, he's really good at avoiding big hits and sliding when he needs to. Now you train a quarterback on our team who's mobile or at the least can move. We're talking about a quarterback that could maybe not have Russell Wilson's longevity because that's impressive. But we're talking about we can finally have a quarterback who can play two straight seasons of 16 games, which we really that's, haven't had since Alex said. Yeah.
1: And, that's, and that's the important thing is a quarterback that can play and be available most of all. And um, yeah, I, I just you know, Ace Daddy. If none of the top four quarterbacks are there, they're going to take BPA. They're going to run it back with Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're going to take like Patrick Sertan if he's on the board or somebody like that. You know, they're not gonna they're not gonna trade back most likely because they need impact players. Yeah, um, you can't do this like nickel and diming thing because then you know you're gonna get a bunch of middling players, and I don't I don't know if it works that way.
2: Right? See, so it's like like JLE, like no Ritter, no. No Trask, you know, none of those mid round quarterbacks. Man. Oh, is,
1: is coach is coaching here? Is Coach? Nah, I don't here? Think
2: coach is here yet. <laughs> Dang.
1: Ian Book sucks.
2: Oh, uh, Book was bad. <laughs> Ian Book yeah, trash. That that was not good. Like yeah.
1: who, uh, no. Yeah. But
2: that speaks a lot of volumes, though. When you see guys like Ritter and Trask and Ian Book and even Perky to an extent who aren't that good, there's a reason why they're mid-round quarterbacks, and there's also a reason why that the team can't go after those guys. There's no project guys. There's no reclamation guys. I don't think the team can afford yeah. to do that at this point. Yes, we want a quarterback who will help you know, bring the team back to glory and be successful, but I also want that quarterback to be able to extend our window for 10 to 15 years. And I know not every team is going to get an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady or whoever it may be, Drew but when you're talking about trading up for a franchise quarterback that's the mindset you got to have with it yeah. and you got to be really confident in it exactly. and the front office has proven that they will trade up for draft picks albeit they haven't had to trade into the top 10 but they've still proven to be really aggressive with draft picks. oh hey he's back oh there he is i'm back
1: so I, I agree with you like every not every team has a russell wilson or an aaron Rodgers, right but the but the idea is that you want to get that guy and that's why every team that doesn't have them cycles through quarterbacks until they get that person and that's just – this is just another line in that with the 49ers. um J. Ellie. I'm going to tell you, we all know how I feel about first-round edge rushers. I know you're saying from Miami. It means you've been reading shitty mock drafts. Don't do that. I know exactly which shitty mock draft you were listening, which, which you read. No. No, 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 no. Mm-mm.
0: We're going to have a mock draft coming out next week, right, Anthony? Tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow. We'll have it out
2: tomorrow. Yeah, Stu, Stu and I got that – you know, got that in the uh, – in the pot right now it's cooking it's cooking right. but Cameron here says we should focus on our line rather than a quarterback right now look I'm all for addressing offensive line but the fact of the matter is that if Jimmy Groffler or Matt Stafford still takes one more big hit they're probably done for six or seven weeks you can improve the offensive line as much as you want but they take that big hit and that's it and now you're stuck with the CJ Beathard or whoever the backup is going to be at that point and look I'm all for the team addressing backup quarterback also
1: but that shouldn't be the priority you know what I mean no. Especially when you consider, like, okay, what, what are you going to address? Left tackle, if you resign Trent Williams' set, you don't need that. They're clearly going to let it rock with Mike McGlinchey so that the right tackle is taken care of. So now you're looking at up the middle, and 12 is too high to draft an interior offensive lineman. Like, if it's not Quentin Nelson, which none of these guys are, it's too high. So you have other other areas of need, you can get guys later. You can trade from the second round into the first round if you absolutely need to, which they've done before. But, you know, taking taking a guard, right, at, at 12, no, you can't do that, especially considering what's going to be on the board at that point, which coincides with 49er needs. There's going to be secondary players, you know. There's going to be linebackers if you need them. So,
2: Yeah, I mean, Quentin Nelson's so much fun to watch, and usually offensive linemen aren't that much fun to watch, but Quentin Nelson's an exception, man. And, look, it's just – if the interior is going to be bad, and if interior pressure is going to be what a the wild.
1: fuck is happening in this chat
2: right now? Oh yeah, back later. I don't know what some that
0: random, is. Some random, some random guy. Yeah. Oh. Back,
2: back to football though, guys. You know, I mean, center is definitely a priority. Right guard is definitely a priority. The interior offensive line in general is a priority. But, again, if you're having one of these, you know, heads at offensive line that are going to constantly be giving up pressure, you need a quarterback that can move. And there's no reason to say that the team still can't address, uh, address offensive line like Matt's talking about. Trade back into the first round, that's fine. They can do it. But mm-hmm. you got to get a quarterback that can move. You can't have C.J. Beathard, Nick and Jimmy Garoppolo, who are all statues in the pocket. You know, it's, it's more than just the NFL game evolving at quarterback. It's just a matter yeah. of can these quarterbacks move. And they need to be able to do that. And right now, we don't have a quarterback that can do that at all.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see. Ace Daddy, what corners Niners bring back? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to bring back mostly just because he's an RFA. They can get him, They can kind of tender him for a little cheaper. Um, and I'd like to see them bring back k1 Williams. But as far as the other the other one, I think, I don't know, I think Akello's gone. I think that Verrett has played himself into someone giving him too much money. Um, I think that Tart is likely gone. So Sherman definitely gone. Um, I, he's pretty much said his goodbyes already. So right, yeah. There's gonna be there's gonna be holes there, but I think the two that are that are likely to come back are K1 and Emmanuel Mosley.
2: Yeah, I, I gotta agree with that. And I think I, I agree. K1's gotta be back. Mosley will likely be back. And I kind of just want to see one more year of Spoon. I think we saw that, you know, I'm kind of riding on last year's success when he was healthy, and I think that is a lot to bank on. But you figure that if you can get him back on a really cheap deal, which most likely would be the case, a really cheap deal, that would say go for it. At the least, you get Spoon back to address some kind of depth. I thought Spoon had a really good game today outside of the locket touchdown he gave up in the end, which is really no surprise. But Spoon had DK Metcalf on the game more often than not, and he looked pretty good on Metcalf. And I know it's a loss season. I know maybe Seattle took a step back in terms of their play calling, which it, it kind of felt that way, you know, like Seattle yeah. definitely did not have their foot on the gas this game, but it's still nice to see some positive steps taken by Keller Witherspoon. And if the team feels like they can get him on a cheap and maybe bank on him having a good one or two year, you know, stretch of football, especially with the pass rush returning, I think they can do that. But if not, we will definitely see DB address this draft. If not, we'll see a veteran picked up in free agency. One of those or both will most definitely happen.
0: Yeah. What do you think, Zach? Spoon was going at DK, too, a few times. He, he had a couple of pass breakups, and he was getting all in DK's face. and Yeah, with the little flag or whatever. The, yeah. Yeah, it, it was nice to see because somebody who is who is so down and out, he seems like the type of guy who gets in his own head. And yeah. he had that brief stint of success at the beginning of last season. And then when he came back from that injury, it was horribly – it was horrible for him. He did not perform well. So nice to see him kind of slowly get back into things to end the year, have a little bit of success, maybe regain that confidence moving into 2021. Something the 49ers have a chance to build on.
1: Yeah, I I, I like that, too. Um, You know, it it's just a shame because Keller Witherspoon had such potential. And when he is on, he's really good the problem is it, he has the snowball effect one thing goes bad and then the next thing goes bad and then it's just all downhill he gets down on himself and then before you know it he can't you know he can't cover anything so it's just it's really unfortunate that his it's like his mental state is so volatile from one way to the other you know and Sorry. i think that i think that this regime is kind of trying to get rid of those guys to be honest uh, it, it's really whether they bring Spoon back or not is really gonna depend on what his price is more than anything, because you know, I'm sure they'd like to have him back, but you know, if he's if he's gonna cost too much, if somebody's willing to, you know, take him on as a reclamation project at a price point that's too high for the Niners, I don't think the 49ers have any compunction about letting him just walk.
0: Seattle. <laughs> oh, Probably. No.
2: Just be like to DJ Reed. <laughs> Cameron, I think you're talking about the wrong person here, my man. Where is it? It seemed like Robbie Gold was on a mission today, destroying those balls. Nah, Tristan. this guy, though, man. He was, yeah. he was kicking yeah. the ball well today. He made that, that 33-yard expandable. field goal he had where he kicked it over the net probably would have been cleared from, like, 50. And then the first field goal he made, too, but – I don't know. I kind of want your guys' opinions on this because a lot of people are kind of blasting the regime for extending Robbie Gold for his contract numbers going into the next two years, pay him as a middle of the pack kicker, which I mean, by no means is good or bad. Maybe you don't want to see the team paying a kicker two to $3 million per year, but you figured that maybe if he gets things in order, he will still be good from 40 and short, you know, 49 down. And I had kind of thought about this. It's like Kyle Shanahan's offense more often than not is, doesn't have to kick field goals from 50 and beyond because usually he's pretty good at moving the ball in between the 20s. And if you're asking your kicker to kick it you know, from 40 down, that's kind of what Robbie Gold does. What do you guys think about that? Do you guys think that watching Vizcaino succeed today, maybe Gold was a bad move? Or is it just a one-game wonder?
1: No, I think that people are just pissed off about last week.
2: <laughs> yeah. really what
1: it is people are mad about last week i mean before last week he had missed two kicks on the entire season so right it's not like he's shanking left and right like you know he's not you know he's not like some of these kickers that just can't find the uprise he just had a really bad game um mm-hmm. and because there was was technically you know like like because there was a win on the line people were upset about it and it's just like you know, what are you going to do? Everybody has a bad day. Um, there was one point earlier this was it either this season or last season that uh, Mason Crosby had, like, a game where he just shanked everything, right? But, right. I mean, he put it together. It happens sometimes, you know? It just people have bad games. I don't think that the gold move was bad, mainly because for next year it actually lowers his cap number, so they created some space to be able to do stuff. And I think you're going to see a lot of those type of deals coming forward that – they're going to, you know, lower people's cap space and try to make some moves because we have so many free agents and we have a lot that we need to get done. So oh, no. in, in that regard, I think people are just a little bit too reactionary. And we all know this, right? It's just recency bias. Like, you know, after after the Clemson-Ohio State game, people were like, Justin Fields is better than Trevor Lawrence. I'm like, I mean, if you okay. want to dumb, sure. Like, I think Benjamin Albright put it the best when they were like. You know, some guy was like, I don't know. I don't know if I would draft Trevor Lawrence, you know, number one or whatever. He's like, Well, you're the only one thinking that. So, <laughs> you know, it's just reactionary. So, I don't know. I think Gould is fine. I think that the way that they restructured the deal is beneficial to the team. And, you know, we don't have to have the worry of, Does Robbie want to leave San Francisco again? Like out in front of our heads, like we did a couple years ago. So,
2: Exactly. Moving on to special teams, So, guys, Jeff Wilson solidified RB number two spot next year. Oh, we lost Zach again. Oh, man. Ah, internet connection, baby, in the hotel. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jeff Wilson didn't have the gaudy rushing stats that he did today, but he still ran in the touchdown and caught a touchdown as well. I think Jeff Wilson has more than proved that he's very dynamic
0: and very efficient. Oh, there he is. He's back. Oh, back. He keeps disconnecting every like five minutes. I don't know why. Sorry about that. Move your mouse. Move your mouse. We're just talking about Jeff Wilson,
2: though, man. I mean, Jeff Wilson, I think today, I know it was a lost game or a lost season, if you will, but he just more than proved that he's one of the most efficient and dynamic touchdown scorers on the entire team. RB number two, I know Kyle Shanahan doesn't necessarily have solidified RB depth spot positions, but going into next season, do you guys feel like Jeff Wilson should get primary carries or get the majority of them? I think so. I love Jeff Wilson. You know I love Jeff Wilson.
1: (laughs) He's a solid backup honestly for me it's a shanahan offense so i really don't care yeah because anybody's like, it's just you know anybody's gonna be able to run the ball i mean how many how many clinton portises did did mike shanahan produce how many terrell davises did did he produce you know this offense is built around being able to run the football because of the blocking scheme so i think if they actually improve the interior offensive line like i mean you could put a wet paper bag behind there and roll it downhill and it's going to be able to get three. <laughs> of that, so.
0: As long as, uh, as long as that wet paper bag isn't named Tevin Coleman, because yeah, well, yeah. he's uh, a wet exception to the 10
1: rule. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, um, it, it's just going to
0: depend. I'd be, I'd be fine with, with Jeff Wilson as the backup. I think Mostert still has that lead role, but he needs to prove full season of a clean bill of health. He hasn't been able to do that. Since taking over kind of lead horse role and until he does that i'm not going to be fully in on moster because he hasn't proved that last season wasn't anything but a gimmick or something that's that's sustainable because the way his body doesn't seem to be able to keep up with a 16 game stretch so until that he can do that then wilson will remain the two but perhaps
1: well he can't but that also depends too because jeff wilson's a free agent so they're gonna to have to resign. Yeah. If they yeah. want him to be back. Um mm-hmm. And I, I mean, maybe team saw something that you know. Again, there are so many free agents that you know. Don't be surprised if a lot of guys that you think should be here aren't here anymore. You know,
2: forty free agents. That's a lot of dudes. That's that's more than half of Yeah, unbelievable. Coleman and Jet should be out. Yeah, Coleman and Jet should be out. They're gonna, gonna be, be gone for
1: sure. Awesome. Can we go
0: back yeah. to to Gold real quick? I cut out when we were talking about that. I just want to say. He kind of seems like an ass, and he kind of seems. Man, I, we've all talked about this. He yes. it, it doesn't seem like he wants to be here. <laughs> it doesn't seem like he ever really wanted to be here. It seemed like this was almost a stick it to Chicago type of move when he signed here originally, and that relationship didn't really start on the right on the right foot to begin with. So I'm not sure if the 49ers are able to find a cheaper option like this. Tristan, whatever his name was today. Maybe they figure let's roll the dice because they're paying Robbie Gold good money. Now, I don't know the details of his contract. I don't know that dead cap, if they were to move on after this year, how that would work out since they just, you know, extended him.
1: But I just wanted to say I don't think Robbie Gold cares to be in San Francisco. I just think he's a cranky asshole, and that's fine. The fact of the matter is, like, you know, that last game notwithstanding, Robbie Gold is a really accurate kicker, so – Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not going to get 60-yard bombs or whatever, but you know, if you're relying on your kicker to kick 60-yard field goals, your offense is doing it wrong anyway. So, something
0: else yeah. is wrong.
1: Yeah, he it's just, you know, I mean, yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah, he probably doesn't want to be here, but it's not and this is the thing. I think people think that like Robbie's trying to tank the 49ers to to help the Bear, like the, that was the thing, trying to help the Bears get to the playoffs. I'm like, "God, you guys are stupid." <laughs> <laughs> like, come on man these are professional athletes like jj watt came out after last week's game and pretty much hit the nail on the head we're professionals we pay you know we're paid to be here we're paid to put forth the best effort And if you can't do that you don't belong here you know it's like these people still come out give us their hard-earned money and if you don't care enough to do your job then you shouldn't be here and i think that absolutely holds true with robbie Gould. i don't think he's trying to tank i think he had a bad game he's a historically accurate kicker and uh, the the move makes sense so you know i'm not mad that he's still here
2: i mean the team the the coaching staff just needs a new special teams coach to begin with though could you guys believe that uh fair catch by great pot caught with like 10 like defenders like 10 15 yards away from him mm-hmm. i couldn't believe that that's yeah. i mean that's a coaching thing at that point you can't tell yeah. me that isn't like i mean all season long punt return and kick returns have just been awful to begin with awful. but you know, River Craycraft calling a fair catch with no defender near him is like the epitome of what's gone on wrong with our punt returns and our kick returns, to say the least. Going going into the next year, though, speaking of obviously whether they do get a new special teams coach or not, do you guys want to see Ayuk return punts? I know I do, just because he's exciting. I know that injury risk is right there, and it's kind of a you know a touchy subject, just because you want him to stay healthy. But damn, you guys, Ayuk Ayuk looked pretty impactful
1: when he was returning punts, to say the least. I think. I think. You don't. I mean, you don't put your wide receiver one at, as a general You don't put wide receiver one as a punt returner or a kick returner. And I think it's clear at this point that Ayuk has the higher ceiling than Debo Samuel does. Me too. Um, oh yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. He's very, very good. Um, and that's not to take anything away with, from Debo. I think that if they're both healthy, they're both going to be super legit, and it's going to help out this offense. But I don't. I don't think you can put him back there just you know just in case. Um, you, you you know, you can find a return guy. So yeah, I wouldn't put him back there.
0: Same here. Um, it's, it's just too risky. I feel like they need to find a specialist. Remember when they had a guy like Ted Ginn, who I know due to the lack of numbers, they had him primarily taking back kicks and punts, but they did also have him, you know, starting most of the time as a wide receiver. But if they could find a specialist who just does that, which I think their vision was for Trent Taylor, that didn't work yeah. out. Richie James was also supposed to fit that mold. That hasn't worked out. No, because Richie so, James is
1: terrible at returning kicks. Yeah. yeah, and Dante Pettis,
0: who was the most prolific kick returner in NC, uh, NCAA. NCAA history, yeah. yeah, yeah. It didn't work out. So I don't know what exactly is the case, but something either it's coaching or the guys they're selecting, I have a hard time thinking that every single guy they put back there can't take a bit back more than five to ten yards ever. Um I think Ted I know Richie James against Seattle like what three years ago, his first year with the 49ers. That was the last kickoff return I can even remember for a touchdown the 49ers had. And prior yeah. to that it was like Ted Ginn. So it's been a while.
1: It's, it's By the long way, long. Ted, Ted Ginn's still in the league. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's it's great. Ridiculous. <laughs> that's, it's ridiculous. Uh, that's yeah good it's good. been a long it's been a long time man. But mm-hmm. Yeah, they. Uh, the Specialist would be, you know, maybe you t- maybe you take a return guy in like the fifth or sixth round, and then you just keep on your roster. You're gonna have room for wide receivers because Trent Taylor's gone. Sorry, he's he's gone. Richie James, I expect to be gone. There's only so many opportunities you can get, and I think Richie James has kind of squandered some of them. Concentration issues, stuff like that. So, I really think that the four wide receivers that I think are a guaranteed lock to kind of be back here if they can stay healthy is Jalen Hurd. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk. Those are going to be like the four lock-in. And then around that, I mean, really, you can just kind of plug some guys in. But they need to be versatile. You need a guy back there that can return kicks. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of further your wide receiver point a bit, too. It's like you have Debo and Ayuk in place. A lot of people, you're seeing that, oh, I've seen some people say that they should go wide receiver in the second round or they should overpay for another decent option in free agency. It's like, yeah, it's nice to have solid wide receiver depth, but also in Kyle Shanahan's offense when everything is being schemed open for you. You're not asking your wide receivers to really do too much to begin with. Will right. they need to make a contested catch every now and then? Yeah, sure. Ayuk and Debo are both capable. Kendrick Bourne is also, which yes. is why they should definitely bring back Kendrick Bourne. You got to see what Jalen Hurts still has to offer. But, I mean, if you're going to go after a wide receiver, get him in the middle rounds or get him as like a – you know, like some type of veteran free agent where maybe it's just a camp body or you see what he has to offer. Otherwise, I think the majority of the offense is in place. It's just the quarterback. And, exactly. and the offensive line, but they need a
1: quarterback. Exactly. And you run into the problem where you have too many mouths to feed. And, right. so, and I maintain, and I've said this for a long time, I maintain that Odell Beckham is a cancer, uh, not because he's like a bad person, but because he forces the quarterback to try to, you know, get him the ball, not because he physically forces him to, but, He's so good that you kind of want to. And it's no wonder that with all those weapons in Cleveland, when OBJ went out is when the Cleveland offense really started clicking. Because then you have Baker Mayfield relaxing and trying to spread the ball around. You don't want a guy, you don't want too many mouths to feed because then you get you it's it's like overeating, right? Like it it just doesn't work, man. Eat eat the right amount, get the ball out to where it needs to go, and your offense will move. You don't need. This is why I say no edge. Like how much, how much edge rushing do you actually need? Like it's not.
2: No first round edges, please. There's a law of diminishing
1: returns where you're putting too much. You know, we've five straight years we've drafted a a defensive lineman in the first round. There, it's a law of diminishing returns. You're pouring too much resources into one position. If you still need after five years of drafting one in the first round, if you still need edge rushing, you're not good at drafting edge rushers, and you should probably stop. You know, like, find those guys elsewhere. So,
2: oh, the- no, Steve, no. <laughs> okay, look, look, this is all I was saying. All I was saying is that Cam would be a pretty decent bridge option. That's not bad. If you I, – I mean, if you saw Cam here in the red and gold on a one-year deal, just to, like – like, look, if you bring on a quarterback in the first round and you're not confident that he can start right away, I'd much rather see Cam Newton than, like, C.J.
1: Bethard or Nick Mullins, Right? Hey, did Cam Newton throw for more touchdowns or throw more <laughs> picks this year? But he has
2: no weapons.
1: <laughs> that doesn't matter. I'm, not, I'm just repeating myself. That wrong. doesn't matter. I mean, I'm saying like, if listen, Brady had those weapons and they still they still won 12 games last year. Mm-hmm. No, Cam Newton like what? This offense doesn't fit Cam Newton at all in any way, shape, or form. Like, <laughs> if you think Kyle Shanahan's pissed with Jimmy G throwing dumb interceptions, like wait until Cam like just. <laughs> I've seen Cam one-hop running backs in the flat, dude. Like, no way, no way, no way. It's impressive, though. <laughs> he's, he's busted. Cam's busted, and I don't care what Scott says. I think, you know, I mean – Well, well, Zach, what are
2: your
0: thoughts on this first? I got to hear you. <laughs> um, I think Cam Newton should stay as far away from the 49ers as possible. Or maybe <laughs> vice versa. The 49ers should stay as far away from him. Um, to be fair, the Patriots also thought he would be a nice bridge quarterback – and a nice guy to come in and have for a year or two, and they're already rumored to be moving off after this season. And I I know they only signed him for one year, but I think it's telling that Bill Belichick, one of the greatest coaches, if not the greatest coach of all time, isn't willing to re-sign him, and he doesn't think that there's something there to work with. Even if they draft another guy this upcoming year, maybe he could help him learn. I just don't think it worked out, and I think Cam Newton maybe
1: passed his sell-by date, with all due respect. I'll put it to you this way. I'll put it to you this way. I would rather they go and re sign Colin Kaepernick than sign Cam Newton. <laughs> oh, least, no. Colin Kaepernick's been healthy. <laughs> yeah. Ka- like, Ka- we're, we're not, not going to touch that. <laughs> Is going to be the, And by the way, like, that's not even considering Cam Newton's piss poor play because Cam Newton's piss poor. And I don't care what anybody says about he runs touchdowns in the red zone because his receivers don't separate. Uh, that's dumb. I'd rather have fits. Sorry. That, but that to me, that's a bad excuse, you know? Like, But uh, listen, it's the same thing. He's had the shoulder injury. He had the foot injury. His delivery looks crazy this year. I don't know what's wrong with his delivery. Like, it's just – I agree. Cam Newton is washed. Like, laundry. (laughs) Washed. Hell (laughs) (laughs) no. It's just, you know, he's, again, a mobile quarterback that has mileage on him. He's not going to get more healthy, right? And he's always been a mediocre passer at best. And mediocre passing in Kyle Shanahan's offense doesn't work. If you want somebody to run the ball – Kyle Shanahan likes running backs just for that reason. You don't need your quarterback to do the job of running back. You need your quarterback to be a quarterback. So Here it is, Matt. Trubisky or Cam? <laughs> Trubisky. Trubisky. That's my boy, though. I know him. That's my, that's my brother. Ah, uh, okay. Hey. A little bias going in. That's my that. brother. He's a Bears fan. But I would take Trubisky over Cam, for sure. I mean, look the Bears when they took Nick Foles out and put Trubisky back in.
2: They got yeah. smashed today. <laughs> they, they got crushed.
1: The Packers are the number one seed in the NFC, so yeah.
2: yeah. And then Zach, you said earlier with Fitz, Fitzpatrick, man, look what happened to the Dolphins today. Tua got stomped. Tua yeah, absolutely yeah. got stomped on by. I much rather have.
1: have,
0: have.
1: To be fair, the the Dolphins defense got stomped.
0: Yeah, Allen played the half of football, ridiculous. right? Ridiculous. They're the best pass uh, scoring defense in the NFL. They're what, averaging like eighteen points per game giving up and. Allen goes in there and he puts up,
1: what, 56 or something ridiculous yeah. like that? Well, Allen stopped playing at, at, like, five minutes before the half. Matt Barkley yeah. putting up numbers.
2: Jeez. Yeah, they put Allen in there just to break the team record. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's kind of disrespectful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Barkley's in there <laughs> dropping dimes, dude. Yeah. Oh, bad. man. Cam was not going to teach a young quarterback. Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's a matter of optics in terms of – uh, I, I get it. A lot of people say that quarterbacks that come in the league these days are more often than not pro-ready. But, yeah. again, if you want to sit your rookie Justin quarterback. Herbert, for example. Yeah. Joe yeah. Burrow
1: before the injury.
2: Right. I mean, there, it, it goes on. Her, Herbert looks like he was basically pro-ready. I mean, Zach, yeah. like you said earlier, you're like, Chargers got kind of blessed with Tyrod's injury because we wouldn't have been able to see what Herbert has to offer.
1: Yeah. And, and Herbert has
2: been incredible.
1: You have to do due diligence because coming out of Oregon, everybody's like, Justin Herbert sucks. But it, a lot of that was the coaches at Oregon didn't know how to use them right, right. So, you know, if if you go and get your guy, you go and get your guy. So,
2: which is also why teams shouldn't scout the um, the college and you know the college is you know the name on the helmet rather than the na- name on the jersey. You know what I mean? As like you look at Oregon's quarterback history, and it's like okay, Mario didn't work out, and now you have Herbert. It's like okay, Herbert worked out. Brucey from the Mean Machines? Oh no. <laughs>
1: I still maintain that Alabama quarterbacks suck and Florida quarterbacks suck in the NFL.
2: Hey, Trask is the first round quarterback, though, right? Grant Cohn?
1: <laughs> Dude, yikes. That's bad.
2: I love Grant Cohn. We talked about, Zach and I talked about it last night, we, some of Grant Cohn's takes, but
0: that was not one of them. That was bad Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. before my internet cuts out again, last game of the season. This year obviously didn't go as we wanted, but I just wanted to take a quick second to say thank you to everybody watching. This is our first year doing this. Uh, we saw this channel like eight months ago, and we are very thankful for everybody who subscribed, who's tuned in, who's commented. Every, any super chat sent, we really do appreciate it, and we try and put every penny that we receive back into the channel, whether it's in giveaways and anything for the channel, cameras, backdrops, etc. cetera. So we, I just want to take a quick second to say thank you. And I wish everybody a happy new year and hopefully 2020 is much better than 20, or excuse me, 2021 is much better than 2020 because it's going to be hard for it to be worse. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in.
1: With his GQ ass sitting in front of the fireplace all nice and (laughs) Ready for the magazine. Yeah, (laughs) and um, just as a a heads up, um, Zach is on vacation. I'm just coming back from a vacation. It's the end of the season, so Niners news is taking hiatus for this week. We'll be back next week. It's kind of just our off-season, kind of cool down period before we really jump into the off-season. You know, maybe Robert Sala's gone or something like that. So, no Niners news this week, but we'll get back on it next week once everybody's you know back and set up. So, and if, all that. If the county
0: is watching, I am on an essential trip. <laughs> <putting up> the-
1: <laughs>
2: Business decisions. <laughs> yes
0: oh no coach what's
2: going on coach jimmy will be our starter next year rosen will back him up it feels like that i mean it kind of feels that way but again after the comments we saw and after the report today that said if the niners can upgrade jimmy Garoppolo, most likely not be back next season i mean i don't think we needed a report though for the writing on the wall for jimmy Garoppolo to be i mean shanahan has made that very clear in his press conference all throughout the season that hey if we can upgrade oh i know his injury has been a liability but when he's out there we win it's like, well, yeah, but, I mean, that doesn't mean he's a good option. And I think Shanahan knows that very much so. So, look, again, I think they – I don't want to believe that they'll run it back with Garoppolo, although it feels that way. But, look, the Niners are in a position to go up and get a quarterback right now. They can't pass up on that opportunity. They cannot do that at all.
1: No, and and I think that Shanahan says it all, right? Like, we're always evaluating the position. If we can improve, we're going to improve. And I think that that's one of those things where – if they think that they can go and get a top flight quarterback that can replace Jimmy, whether that be through a trade, whether that be through the draft, I think they're going to do it, especially given that they can move off of Jimmy Garoppolo for next to nothing and bring on, you know, bring on a whole bunch of money that they can then turn around and use to resign guys. So I don't think that Jimmy is, is safe at all in, in San Francisco, and I think that he really needs to, you know work on his game just in case he does come back but that you know this should be a wake-up call if there was anything for him um that that you know hey writing's on the wall dude like they're not happy with how you're playing um so yeah it's yeah
2: man i don't know i know jimmy has a no trade clause but look i mean it, like Matt said earlier, it's like with the this Witherspoon, it's like they're kind of tired of those guys who are having those up and down type of mentalities. And that's not Garoppolo. But, I mean, I yeah. think the same concept could apply with injuries too. It's True. Like Garoppolo has missed a lot of time. Weston Rickberg has missed a lot of time. D4, Trent Taylor, everyone. Everyone has missed a lot of times. So I think the Niners just have to not hit the reset button, but they just got to get guys who can just hang in there and be tough. You know what I mean? It's like – I shoot. I don't want to say that. That's too much information. But, I mean, the point being, though, is that they got to get guys out there who can just stay out in the field and not be afraid to play through an injury. K- Kittle came back from a broken foot, and I know he didn't have that good of a day today, but Kittle, except for that yeah. one hand catch, that was yeah. insane.
1: absolutely insane. I'm not going to kill Jimmy for the, for the high ankle sprains or whatever as far as, like, him not playing, because I'm sure the team kind of held him back a little bit too. But the fact is that he was injured again. And for – I mean, Tony, I disagree with you because – no trade clause. You're telling me that if Belichick didn't get on the phone right now and, and Jimmy's looking and he goes, man, I know Kyle hates me and he doesn't want me here and like <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be on the way out. And Belichick calls and they're like, Jimmy, you have a chance to go back to New England. You don't think Jimmy's going to waive his no trade clause to go to somewhere that wants him? Right. Absolutely he's going to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and As far as not cutting him, if you go and let's just say, for whatever reason in the draft, they're able to get a top flight guy. And now you can cut Jimmy and get $25 million in cap savings. They're not going to cut him. Yeah. I disagree with you, dude. I think it's a pretty easy move.
2: Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo just feels like the orphan child that didn't wind up working out for the foster oh, yeah. period, So we got to send him back now We <laughs> start getting new kid.
0: <laughs> orphan child with an attitude or something like that. But he doesn't seem like he's 100% willing or, or even happy with the situation. I feel like he thinks he was burned here or. Kyle Shanahan did him wrong somehow. Yeah. So he he's he's going to be motivated to, if not work out here, go somewhere else and play
1: twice as hard. So I, yeah. I, I could definitely see him waving that no trade clause. Did Grant Cohn really say that that strip fumble was on McGlinchey? I believe it. Really? <laughs> I absolutely yeah, believe it. Huh? Cool. <laughs> that blocking, but okay.
0: <laughs> you
1: know, You're left tackle, dude. I don't know.
0: When yeah. when uh first when we first had our channel, I interviewed Grant Cohn and this obviously before the season started, and he was he went on a, a little rant about how the 49ers would be much better with Nick Mullins under center than Jimmy. And mind you, this is coming off of the Super Bowl appearance. Nothing had happened between then and when he said Oops. that. I would be really interested to get his thoughts on that now to see if he still oh, thinks man. that
1: I remember um, last year before the Super Bowl run when Jimmy had the five interceptions in the practice. He's like, get Nick Bowens in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Dumb. I, Dumb take.
2: I can't find it, but I retweeted a tweet from his that I saw on my timeline from him in 2016, and he was like, the Niners definitely should not take Deshaun Watson or something of that nature. <laughs> that was 2016 Grant Cohen. And I was like, oh, my God. He's That's probably saying take Trubisky." <laughs> Jesus. That's but terrible. we love Grant Cohn. It's not all bashing Grant yeah. Cohn because Grant Cohn does have some interesting stuff. Must do respect to him. It's just sometimes <laughs> okay. it takes more often than not. Don't wind up working or sitting well <laughs> with a lot of people.
1: <laughs> yeah, Hunk Fat giving us love. Dude, Hunk Fat, you've been great. And we're glad that you discovered us too. You're always a fantastic contributor to the chat. Great comments. Far too generous with your money. Although you can keep doing that if you want. No, 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 but by all means, <laughs> love having you guys here. Um, you know, Semper Fi coach, you're one of those guys. Jay Ellie, you know, Steve is here every week. All the guys that are here every week, you know, we appreciate you guys. Um, yep. and we love having you here.
0: Yep. Ace Daddy, Collie. There's a bunch yep. of you guys, can nurse, yep. Jen, nurse Jenny Nurse, Jenny.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so there's, there's a bunch. So. If you guys are new, hit that subscribe button.
1: I'm trying exactly. to get 2 K. 2K. We're giving away another 49ers jersey. So subscribe if you haven't. Semper Fi. We're talking about trading up because we're the 12th overall pick. You can trade up to five and not have it kill you. And Cincinnati might be looking to move since Miami now in the third spot and is likely taking Sewell. So that way Cincinnati can move back, still get a second flight tackle and pick up extra picks in the process.
2: Yeah. I, it's it's hard to make the argument for a rookie quarterback isn't it in general because you look at what all the rookies are doing and i know we talked yeah. about that earlier like burrow was on track to have a really good season kyler had a really good season um herbert obviously Herb is ridiculous the, Herbert's
1: walk away rookie of the year yeah
2: and he played in what he missed two games or not missed but he didn't play in like two games i think also
1: for like a game and a half yeah yeah
2: yeah, you know, yeah. And i know it's just one game but that's a big difference stats wise and i herbert spent
0: it in the threat. chat earlier We never would have known this if that doctor didn't puncture Tyrod Taylor's lung. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, yeah, I just – I think it's really easy to go Kyle's offense is is super hard to learn, so we can't put a rookie back there. Well, if Kyle is a good enough coach, Kyle can dumb it down for a rookie until he picks it up. Yep.
2: Do you know know how bad he has to dumb it down for Mullins and Bethard? (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, he's got to drop that offense down so low for those guys. And even for Garoppolo, too, I would imagine. And that's not knock any of them. But, like, when your mental processing just isn't there and you're a statue in the pocket where you have to create plays in the middle of the field for guys who don't want to create on their own, you don't exactly have to make things too hard for them. And Shanahan's a genius, and we all know that. And, look, if you can get a quarterback that can move even a little – I don't want Mac Jones, but even if it's a Mac Jones, someone who can just break the pocket, to say the least, that opens up the playbook entirely. So I'll to be, an extent – I don't have a QBs, brother. <laughs> I, I know, I know. But I'm, I'm just saying, though, a quarterback that can move, you know what I mean? Get a guy that can move. Get a guy that can just do a little bit more than what the offense is having to do already. It's like, look, I know an offense needs good pieces to succeed, like IU, like a Kittle, but your offensive pieces shouldn't have to be – like, you shouldn't have to rely on your offensive pieces to get the job done over the quarterback, you know? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's like right. you can't get lucky with a Hasselback or whoever it is who, or even a Flacco who may have just gotten hot but wasn't doing too much up until then. You need a quarterback who's just consistently good and consistently make plays, and we haven't had that, and this offense just needs that. Right. It needs Cam Newton. And,
1: you know, and it's okay, and, you know, I agree with this. They're just a quarterback away. But it's okay, you know. simplify saying they're not going to rookies aren't going to thrive right away in Kyle's scheme, trade up or not. That's okay because none of the quarterbacks here are thriving. Jim, listen, if you think Jimmy Garoppolo is thriving in this offense, like he's not. He threw the ball what twenty times in in the playoffs up until the Super Bowl. That's not thriving. They're hiding him. So exactly, I agree. Yeah. Hunt fat is is legit. Um, <laughs> and of course, you're legit too. Like again, this is just all you know. This this is all just speculation. But again, send him out there with like a 14 page you know wristband with notes on it. You know, play 23, and then he has the diagram and can call it. <laughs> like, then he at least you know you don't necessarily need to know the verbiage, but you can still look and see. Okay, you know my ex receiver is running a post. You know whatever, whatever. Like it, it can be done. I think. Obviously, it's not ideal, but then the quarterback play we're getting isn't ideal anymore, anymore either. And beyond just Jimmy not thriving as a quarterback from his play perspective, he misses too many games. So mm-hmm. it's 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 not so much oh, is a rookie quarterback going to immediately be better than Jimmy Garoppolo day one one hundred percent? Maybe not play wise, but if Jimmy gets hurt again, is a rookie quarterback better than Nick Mullins or C.J. Beathard? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, he really is. And and not only that, but I think what most people kind of get lost on and, and not saying that you are number five, but I've seen people on Twitter just say rookie this rookie that they're only rookies for one year after that. <laughs> then, you know, unless you're banking on them winning it all in one year and then nothing else after that, there's time to grow on that. There's three more years with the option for a fourth year on that contract. So
2: right. okay. look at look at Josh Allen. Look at Josh Allen, for example. It's like everyone in Buffalo was ready to throw him out year one because he was terrible. And it's like, I I get it. He already had those kind of problems with accuracy coming out of college. But even if the rookie isn't there right away, like Matt's talking about, you got to give him time to grow and develop and be consistent. And that's the thing with Jimmy Garoppolo is that if he plays consistently, I'm sure he's a good quarterback. He proved that. But he can't stay on the field consistently. So he can't – I don't think he can properly operate the offense and really understand the entire nuance of the whole thing Hence why we see so many bad throws, because he can't stay on the field consistently to really get a grasp of the game speed and how the offense works. And we only saw that for one season out of the Garoppolo, where I don't even think the playbook was open entirely because Shanahan was working around his limitations. If you give, if you would have given Garoppolo another full season healthy under this offense, maybe it'd be a different story. But he can't prove that. He can't do that. And back to Zach, it's like, yeah, rookies are only rookies for one year. And then if they take that big step up, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. Josh Allen just took the Bills to the playoffs and almost the number one seed in three seasons. That's more than spectacular, to say the least. And when you're going after a quarterback, it's always a gamble. Everyone knows that the draft is a crapshoot, but you got to take your shot. You got to throw all your chips in on the table if you want a good future for ten to fifteen years.
1: Right. And I'm looking. Listen. Okay, it's going to take some time with a rookie, that's for sure. But if you find a guy that's going to be your starter for ten to fifteen years at a high level, if you find your Deshaun Watson, if you find you know those type of guys. Who cares if you're one, you're struggling a little bit. Who cares? You're not thinking about just one year. That's the thing. It's short-sighted to be like, well, let's run it back with Jimmy because he wins. What happens if Jimmy gets hurt again? He's approaching 30 years old. He's had an extensive injury history every time he's played. like At some point, you got to just be like, all right, we got to bite the bullet. It's going to hurt for a a year or two, but we're going to have a first-round quarterback on a rookie contract. We can retool around him and then go from there. Year three, then we're looking at – a string of playoff pushes. So exactly. uh, this again, this with 40 free agents. I'm 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 gonna be the one that burst the bubble right now. This team is not going to the Super Bowl next year. No way, no how. They have too many holes to fill. And so at that point, is Jimmy gonna be the guy three years from now when they're finally ready to go at it again? Probably not, and you miss out on a guy you potentially like, so go go and get him
2: exactly. And I want to jump on that one more thing too. Um, In terms of talking about quarterbacks that we could go after like Fields or Wilson, will it be expensive? More than likely. It won't be the world, but look, if you're trading away a first round pick, a second round pick, a third round pick, and say, for example, that first round pick next year, your quarterback takes you to the playoffs, right? Or he takes you really deep in the regular season. That first round pick is going to be in the twenties. There's no value at that point because odds are whatever happened, your quarterback is working out. You can't, that's the thing about the Niners fan base is, look, I respect everyone with all my heart, sure. but I think some of us are too emotionally attached to draft picks. And look, I understand that you need draft picks to fill holes. That happens, but if you're going to have the mindset that the mindset that the draft is a crapshoot to begin with, you can't bank on every single draft pick to work out and hit. But if all those, if all that capital you gave up to get the quarterback works out, there's no complaints. No one's complaining about Mahomes. No one's complaining about those prospects whatsoever. And a lot of people we will use the recency bias going into like Wentz and Goff and even Bradford, and that happens. It's like, look, we get it. Sometimes a regime doesn't work it out, but it's a different team. It's a different situation now where we have a team now that I think is already set in stone to win. They just need the quarterback. The foundation is there. And Matt's right. We're not the Super Bowl team. But with a rookie quarterback who can excel or at the least grasp the offense and get us into the wild card or at, at the back end of the regular season – draft picks don't matter they don't it yeah. doesn't matter at that point
1: yeah and that's the thing and i know listen i see it in the chat right now we can make a run what are you talking about what are you talking about 40 free agents were up against the cap a big if of jimmy garoppolo is going to play because guess what you know other what since he signed his contract he's been hurt two out of three years so that that's not good enough and and if, if jimmy gets hurt again then we're stuck with another season with either you know maybe if CJ, if CJ Beathard's here or if they decide to develop Josh Rosen or something like that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. The, the, the Super Bowl window was this year and it didn't happen because of injury. Mm-hmm. So now you have to retool because guess what? The entire secondary pretty much is a free agent, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I think, how many, how many cases uh, are free agents? you got to re-sign Fred Warner. You have Trent Williams that you have to re-sign. Your whole DB room is going to be, pretty much gone you have to figure out a solution other than just your two fantastic linebackers you know who's your third and fourth guy in case you know something happens to those you need depth in those positions half the wide receiver room is going to be gone Richie James and and Trent Taylor and those guys those guys are going to be gone you have to address special teams because the special teams have been absolutely terrible you have to address interior offensive linemen and you're doing all this with no money by the way so what do you mean we have very little don't we don't. We can be a playoff team, sure. But if you want to limp into the wild card at nine and seven or ten and six for the next five years, I mean you gotta go get your guy. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why all of the great quarterbacks win Super Bowls during their rookie contracts. That's just how it happens. That's and, the formula and, you know, now. That's that's yeah. what you gotta do.
0: Yep. Yeah. And 100%. I think the, the fact that they have forty free agents in total that's proof that this was their window. This is yep. when they were planning on getting it done. And then they figured after that, we can deal with whatever mess comes after that. Let's go all in for right now. That's why they made the trade last season for Emmanuel Sanders. That's why the year before that, they traded for D Ford because they were thinking, this is our time. We can get it right now. The iron is hot. Let's keep striking it. And then they probably already knew after 2020, then we'll deal with all of that mess. They were hoping right. to already have one, if not two rings by now. It didn't
1: happen. So, and, and here's the thing, too, for all the people that are saying, like, oh, they can't move up in the draft. Draft picks are so valuable. Emmanuel Sanders is the perfect, the perfect example. They did a what, a third and a fourth for him, a third and a fifth, uh, like third and fourth, and right. third and yeah, third and fourth, Yeah, third and fourth, yeah. And they just let him walk. Yep. So they paid a third and a fourth for eight games in a playoff run. So they're not, they're not too worried about if, if they like a guy, they're going to go get him. Doesn't matter how much it costs,
2: right? Trent Williams is the same too, right? I mean, look what they gave up. What, third and a fourth, I think, for Williams also, or just a third? And it's like you don't make that trade if you don't think – obviously outside of losing Joe Staley, but you don't th- You don't make that kind of trade if you think, one, we don't really care much about this capital, and two, like you guys are saying, we think this window is now, which I think a lot of us thought that this window was now, hence the Trent Williams move. And it's just – you know it happens. Injuries happen. Yeah. That's the risk you take. And look, I don't think anyone's complaining about those picks as much now, although they have 40 free agents, because you still have the first round pick. You still have the second round pick where you can get a couple top 100 players. You can trade up, you can trade back. They can do anything. It's just proper team building. And I think a lot of people fail to really ask themselves, like, would you build around Jimmy Garoppolo knowing what you know right now? I don't think you would. A lot of people wouldn't, at least in my opinion. At least the ones who aren't Jimmy stands, which a lot of people seem to have a problem with on social media is the Jimmy stands who just nonstop defend him. You know what I mean? Well, look, it's like Jimmy Garoppolo's an okay, mediocre quarterback, putting it nicely. But you wouldn't team build around a guy knowing what you know about his injury history, about his limitations, and especially people who want to win now, knowing Jimmy Garoppolo's limitations, that's already a really big risk you're going to take to be in with. So it's like you're in the prime position to go get a quarterback. You've got to make that move now you have to make that move now and this front office has proven they have proven they that's not true Ellie.
1: that's not true at all we do not have the second most cap space going into next year no, no way that's the really colts that's the colts colts do yeah the uh, actually the jets do jets have number 1 the J- the jaguars have the most cap space they're at 77 oh, million they under the cap the jets are second with 72 million and the colts are third with 65 oh, 49ers are yeah. like 14th yeah
0: yeah top uh, 10 after they cut jimmy Supporting his comments, Spartan his comments. Thanks for finding our channel. Hope you subscribe. Yeah. Hope you like our content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. appreciate you tuning in. Uh, apparently, Gase was just fired. Oh good. man, good. good.
1: I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm half convinced that the Jets are going to run it back with Sam Darnold, with a guy that actually doesn't ruin him. I'm half convinced. I think we lost that, right. and we got his face all frozen here. Looks oh great. no! I, he, I know. Hopefully, he can reconnect. You but uh, a while. There's one in here. Uh, where is it? 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 Oh, cover 32 Tony. Cutting Jimmy, wouldn't that dead cap count against us? It would be a two and a half million dead cap hit off of his 27.5 million dollar salary. So we would actually save 25 million dollars.
2: Yeah, and then that would propel us into top 10. I think we're talking about 47, 48 million in cap sales. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, which would be allocated to Trent Williams. It'd be allocated to Fred Warner. You're talking about two guys alone who will probably eat about 30 million-ish in cap. Which is fine. I mean, you got your cornerstone tackle. You got your cornerstone linebacker. And again, the foundation is in place for this team to succeed. Everything is there. You just got to go get the quarterback. If they're, I mean, shoot, man. I don't even want – I don't know. I know we talked about it way earlier, but I don't even want to think about these guys trading for a quarterback like Stafford or even Darnold. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just want – we need new. We need fresh Correct. and new. Zach has been the biggest advocate of that since day one. Use that first round pick. Go get the sexy quarterback. Go get the big splash. You know, the big splash pick. Make makes make a change. Make something happen. Yeah. That's what the simplified.
1: This I agree with this. The this cap's gonna fall precipitously. It's gonna be between, I think they said between one hundred and seventy five and eighty five million dollars, which is down. I think it's at almost two hundred right now. So for mm-hmm. at least for one year, it's gonna come down a lot, dude. Which is pretty unfortunate. So. And I think that's why, again, if you can move off of Jimmy now, you're saving money that can help us and you can restructure guys and do that. And, you know, going forward, when the salary cap goes back up, theoretically in 2022, you know, then maybe you can build more around that that second year guy at that point.
0: What do you think of this? We lost our Super Bowl window because we picked players that are easily
1: get injured. Now we are paying the price because we overpaid. For that. Who are we talking about, though? Like, are we? Talking, are, you one about, person. are you talking about Nick Bosa? Because anybody would have torn their ACL on that. He was like, yeah. he got toppled over. Someone was behind his lower body; his knee got pinned. Like that's. I incredible.
2: think he's talking about like Ford and Rickberg. Yeah. I mean, who had already came Ford in with extensive
1: yeah.
2: Injury that that is one thing. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I, they, I personally was never a Ford fan of the trade to begin with. No, just I, I, I'm a big stickler for guys with injury histories, <laughs> and and I know again. It's like drafting. It's like anything. You take that chance with injuries. But, man, just to sign a guy who was just – he came off one good season in Kansas City when he blew it on the offsides call in New England advanced. But, you know, it's like I get everything is a chance you have to take. but And then hindsight yeah. obviously makes a lot of our answers 100% correct. But it's just – I don't know. It's a lot of money for D4 to only play in, what, 12 games? He's played in since he joined the team. That that says a lot. That says a whole lot about that. Yeah.
1: Game. that. From that aspect – I don't think it's so much picking up the players. It's paying the players. So, you know, giving Ford $85 million was just a mistake. And this is where I come down. You know, we talk about it with like Jason Verrett. Somebody's going to be dumb enough to give Jason Verrett like a four-year deal with guarantees in it. And I'm just like, if you look at that dude's injury history, I wouldn't do it. Right. Because he, he's, you know, he's made of glass. He's going to get hurt again. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when for me. Yeah. So. Matt, you want to address this? Not sure why anybody believes this
0: anymore. We have Kyle and John will get it
1: done. It's not about not believing. It's about being realistic. I'm not going to blow smoke. I'm not one of those guys that's like, the Niners are going to go out and beat the Seahawks by 30 today. That's stupid. That's stupid. I love (laughs) it, But I'm also realistic about the team. And the team has a lot of problems. They have a lot of free agents. They don't have enough money to spend around on doing it. But John and Kyle can get it done in the future you know, and this goes to, you know, some of what Semper Fi is saying with his thoughts about going young and rebuilding again, they can commit to going young and rebuilding again. They just got extended. They just got extended. So obviously Jed York is fine with what they're doing. Get Kyle the quarterback that he actually wants and not somebody that's just thrust upon him and let him go to work. And then if it doesn't work out, then you talk about moving on. But at this point right now, You know, with a healthy team, it's shown what Kyle can do. Now give him the quarterback that he wants. And why can't the 49ers win the Super Bowl? You know, get a Um, quarterback that can throw that deep ball down the middle. And we're talking about Super Bowl champions.
2: Right. (laughs) Oh, geez. They will save how
1: much if they cut Jimmy? Oh, uh, it's we we addressed this. It's two and a half million dead cap, but his salary is going to be 27 something. So it'd be 25 million in, in savings. So you minus the dead cap from the overall salary that you save, and then that's your cap savings. So, Right. Yeah.
2: We aren't going to rebuild. We have a good roster. It's not about it being a rebuild. I think Zach has said this a couple times. It's a short-term reset, I think. Right. I think the short-term reset where you address the quarterback position and look—if he doesn't work out in the first year, that's fine. Matt's right. This team wasn't meant to go to the Super Bowl next year, anyways. Asking right. a team to go to a Super Bowl with losing forty free agents is a lot to do.
1: And that's—and that's the thing. With he's saying we have a good roster. I mean, do we? Because 43 sure. agents—you gotta—you gotta pick and choose who you're bringing back. So right. a lot of that talent's walking out the door. This team is going to look completely different next year, whether the fans want to admit it or not. They're definitely going to, you know, they're definitely going to be a different team next year. You know, there's going to be players that have been here for years for the entire regime that are not going to be back. And we're going to have to take a look at that and really adjust to that, you know. And, and you know, not only are players going to be different, but it's more than likely that Robert Sala gets a head coaching job. So the coaching staff is going to be different. Who does he take with him? You know, does does assistant GM Adam Peters get a job somewhere else as an actual GM? So the, the whole this this version of the 49ers is dead. It died. It died when the players all got injured, and it's time to turn the page and not hold on to that old team. So that old team's not coming back. It's about building the best new team that you can going forward. You know whether you keep Jimmy, whether you draft a quarterback, whether you do whatever. This team is going to be really different next year. So it's time to start getting used to it. That's just plain and simple. Oh, oh, there he is. Dang, I almost I almost kicked Zach right off the program. <laughs> I just
0: I'm like listening to you and I just hear Matt. Uh, that what I'm
1: like, no 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 and I try and like refresh it. You'll have to go back and watch the 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 video on demand. <laughs> we'll One do. hour and four minutes. Uh Giovanni, good game, but get out of here, man. <laughs> or if you're gonna stay, like and subscribe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no nah, good game yeah. though that, you, you mean almost got almost got seahawks had it to the top of the fourth yeah it is what it is six but
2: points man six points is just out. impressive that's absolutely impressive i think yeah I right, shoot i could be better however that pants are stretching yeah i mean it's just team building you guys i mean that's what a lot of people are talking about is that i mean the super bowl window slammed shut they're losing 40 free agents. Yeah. We're talking about a like really, most likely a really young team going into next year. And it's just, it's a reset. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, it's like, and and you can even argue too. It's like 40 free agents. That's fine. But as long as they kind of keep the cornerstone guys like Trent Williams, arguably Kyle Juszczyk, arguably Kendrick Bourne, extend Fred Warner. You keep those foundational pieces and you kind of build around them in the quarterback and everything is fine. It's not like people, that's the thing is that people treat going after a quarterback like it's a full-on rebuild. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, if we cut Jimmy Garoppolo, we're not going to win. We have to reset the whole thing. It's an entire blow up. No, it's not. It's about just proper team building. Go get that quarterback. It's okay. It's okay to embrace change. And people don't seem to want that. People seem to just be too attractive with Jimmy Garoppolo because of what he did in one magical season, very much supported by a good run game and defense, by the way, mind you, that he had a very solid supporting cast around him and coaching staff. And it's like, You just – there's too many factors that go into next season that scream Jimmy Garoppolo has to come back. He he can't. With all due respect, you look at the business decisions, I'm sorry, the team has to make. Jimmy Garoppolo, unfortunately,
1: has to go. Yeah, listen, and the other thing – I said this with Zach on an earlier video. The goal here is not to be Super Bowl or bust right it's not to be we can't go to the super bowl and put all our eggs in the basket like the rams did right and then the next year they suck and now this year they make the playoffs again but then next year they you know the goal is to be a team like the patriots or the steelers who are consistently in the playoffs every single year and those teams had quarterbacks you need a great quarterback that's just plain and simple that's again We're looking at it with the Rams. Jared Goff struggles sometimes. Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo are not that far from each other, besides the fact that Jared Goff stays healthy. Their play is very middling. They're hot and cold, streaky players. Sure, they're going to have games where they look really, really good, but they're going to have games where they look really bad and hurt your team. And, again, if the goal is to be a dynasty or somebody, you know, you need to have that great quarterback. That's plain and simple. That's all that it is. You want to be at least in the run every year. We have again all those free agents this year. It's not it's not going to be the same. And you know, as far as like Yuseck, see us re-signing Juice. I don't know. I kind of think he's gone because how can you give him less than what he signed for last time? If he takes less, by all means, bring him back. But I mean, you can get a guy that will block. He might not be as dynamic in the passing game, but they they so underutilize him in this offense that. Really, it was cool at first, but you know it's one of those things where, if you tally up his stats over the last couple of years, you're just like, oh, you paid twenty one million dollars for that. Okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's yeah. no knock on Juice. He's doing what he's been asked to do, but you know, I, I just don't, I don't think at any type of real price tag that a fullback is really where you want to place, you know, cap money. I, it's just, it's a dying position. True,
0: how strapped for cash they are. Yeah, just,
1: exactly. I mean, just draft an extra tight end and stick a tight end back there.
2: I think you pay Juice to be the complete package, and obviously Juice throughout his tenure hasn't been the complete package at all. He's been really good at throwing blocks, but he hasn't exactly been the receiving option you would expect him to be out of that contract. And look, like Matt said, throw a tight end in that fullback. I think teaching teaching the ability to block or throw block is very coachable. You can do that. Juice is already good at it. That's okay. I think that's a really good luxury. But look, if you're going on the short-term reset – You're going to have a lot of new faces and a lot of new places. Like someone said in the chat here, it's, it starts at fullback also. And look, I don't think the team could really justify bringing back juice on a contract that is similar to what it is now, especially with other positions to address mainly at linebacker and, or mainly an extension at linebacker and a re-signing at tackle. That's a lot of money as it is. I can't pour 15 to 20 million again in the fullback position for a season that quite frankly, isn't lost yet, but won't necessarily be a Super Bowl type season.
1: I want to address this real quick. i am asking which free agents would I let walk? Um, I'm cutting Jimmy. Sherman's gone. Uh, Tart's gone. Juszczyk's gone. Coleman's gone. Blair, I think, is gone. Garland, I think, is gone. Ansa's definitely gone. Compton's gone. McKinnon's gone. Jordan Reed's probably gone. Ferret, I think, is gone. Witherspoon, maybe you can bring back. And then after that, it's kind of it's trash shit. Um, I think Wilson and <laughs> Mullins are gone. I think Brunskill is gone. You're getting through a lot of people. I think a lot of those guys are going to be gone because you're going to have to replace them with something. So if they come back cheap, then who cares? But you know, I think for the most part, a lot of that the top end you're looking at guys are going to be gone. I think Trent Williams comes back. I want them to re-sign K1 Williams. Um, Emmanuel Mosley's restricted free agent, so he should be back. But, you know, beyond that, I mean, those are the guys – I would only keep a handful of those guys and let everybody everybody go. Um, I Richburg and Ford, I'm trying to talk them into retiring. Richburg, I think he cut without too much dead cap. Ford is going to cost a little bit. Um, but there's – I mean, the rumors have been all year that Ford is going to be retiring. So if he retires, his contract comes off the book, which would be ideal. So – what what do you get for him for for jimmy like in a trade i would maybe I
2: some kind of player yeah. <laughs> so, well, some kind of player we got to get asset <laughs> you
1: know, toss us like a fifth round pick and that's enough
2: that's fine zach b talking about down down. Down. that's a rebuild again look it's not like you're missing you know, it's not like you're gonna be losing iuk and Debo. you're not gonna be losing kittle um you're not losing you're most likely not gonna lose Trent williams or you know you're losing a lot of rotational guys that you can fill right. out. Without right, you two right. the cornerstone pieces, I think that's really important, which is why I think it's more of a reset than a rebuild.
1: Yeah. And, and listen, how many times have teams gone from worst to first and then first to worst? It happens. The NFL is, it fluctuates a lot. And a lot of our struggles were injury-related, but that doesn't mean that you know we can just keep running it back with the same squad and be static while other teams are trying to improve. There are areas where it's not working. So, I mean, are we going to bring back some guys? I'm pretty sure they're probably going to bring back Solomon Thomas because it's going to be so cheap. Why not put him in there? You know, it's just those type of things. Sure. But, you know, the guys that you think like Jason Verrett, who's someone's going to give him like, hey, we're going to give you a three-year, $18 million deal or whatever. For Jason Verrett, for me, that's too much because all it takes is one bad step and Jason Verrett, you know, tears his Achilles again or, you know, tears his knee up again. So. If Ford retires, we don't owe him Nothing. anything. He owes us. <laughs> he he right owes us. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, is KB a free agent? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I is would. Bring him back. I would bring him back. But because know. this is the thing. Because people always say, "Well, Kendrick Bourne has dropped." Sometimes, well, yeah, but that's he's not supposed to be a number one. Kendrick Bourne is a three or four. Is awesome. That's the type of guy that you want. He's whereas Ayuk and Debo command the defense's attention at all times, along with Kittle. Kendrick Bourne's going to be that guy that's going to be your chain mover, right? He's going to be the possession receiver on third down and eight or whatever. That's going to be able to slip in behind the defense because they're focusing elsewhere. As a third or a fourth, Kendrick Bourne, absolutely, I would bring back. And a lot of that has to do with, I mean, we all see it, how hard he works. He's a locker room guy. And, yeah, he's going to have those concentration drops. But, I mean, today he had a good game. So, you know, if if he's your third or fourth guy, absolutely bring him back. But you don't want him to being your number one.
2: I think outside of Trent and Juice, I think some people are overvaluing what contracts guys will sign for because of the shrinking salary cap. No team is going to have. To, no team is going to feel like they're going to necessarily overpay for Kendrick Bourne. And yeah, Jason Verrett will get a lot of money, kind yeah. of in flux with what's what's going on with the salary cap next year, which is why I don't think the team could afford to do that. But still, I think a lot of free agents will get a lot of deals that will either be backloaded or have a lot of high guarantees in the future years because of the shrinking salary cap. So yeah, 40 free agents sounds like a lot, but there's still some guys that can bring back. That's definitely, a, you know, on the option. Yeah. So it's like people are treating losing 40 free agents. Like we're going to lose every single one, you know, odds yeah. are maybe five or 10 are yeah. going to come back. And Matt made really good points about this in the past is that 30% of the entire NFL is UDFAs anyways. of the entire NFL is filled with undrafted free agents or late round picks that end up working out. Like this team has proven that late round picks have worked out and they will work out. So it's – again, it all goes into trading up for a quarterback. It's okay to be afraid to lose some capital, but you just got to believe in the front office and the regime that they know how the team build properly, which this team has done. Hence why I still don't think this is a rebuild. It's a reset. You just got to – guys are plug and play these days at almost every position outside of offensive line arguably. So it's like – You just got to make the right signings and pick up the right pieces, which his office has proven to do, and just team build from there. It's okay to lose some guys, like Matt's talking about. Fred's going to be gone. Juice will probably be gone. A lot of the guys he listed are going to be gone, and it sounds like a lot, but that's okay because that's part of team building. It's just about bringing back the right guys is what matters. And if you can get young in some certain positions, you got to do that. You got to do that 100%.
1: Yeah, and. Listen, this is not a static situation. It's not just the 49ers have 40 free agents. They're the only people that are losing somebody. You have 11 teams right now that are over the cap, as it were. The New Orleans Saints are $95 million over the yeah, cap. Yeah,
2: that's hella, that's of money.
1: There's going to be, uh, along with the shrinking cap, there's going to be a ton of good players, of good rotational players, that hit free agency. And then you can sign guys for a one- or two-year deal at a vet minimum or just above vet minimum. You're going to have guys that you can get that are going to be, you know, in, in a realm that's affordable for the 49ers. So, yeah, they're going to lose some players, but that doesn't mean that that preempts them from picking up players in the future. So it's just, you know, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's just one of those things where I just, I don't know. I don't understand the, the like – oh, we can't let Ronald Blair go just because you know the guy's name because he's on your team doesn't mean that that's what's best for the team. you got to let some of these guys go. Yeah, so. exactly. And it's just team building. Look, it's like a
2: lot of people don't seem to quite respect Prague Murate enough for what he does with a lot of these contracts because, I mean, he has just as much to do with the team building as he does with John Lynch or Kyle Shanahan. And Prague has been able to make a lot of contracts work. you got to believe in the guy now that he'll be able to make a lot of the upcoming contracts work as well. And it's just the process. It's part of the whole process. It's deconstructing to rebuild. That's what happens. And you know, it's part of the bu- it's part of business. It's part of business. That's the whole thing that goes into it. <laughs> There's a DEI like that Saints have. Trey, I think Trey Hendrickson is what Semperfi is talking about. But again, I don't think the team. It's like Kerry Hyder. You know, I think if they can bring him back for the right amount of money, go do it. But I don't think they'll necessarily overpay for him because he's a one year wonder. Like Jason Verrett, too. Jason Verrett's also a one year wonder. That's yeah, just the team can't bank on doing that stuff again.
1: Yeah, from, a, from an injury perspective. Yeah. And yeah, you know what? Um, Nike Niner is right. Um, so d dead cap would count against the team if he retired. But yeah, so that's going to be a hard one to move off of now that I'm looking at it. Oh, it's unfortunate. Man. Yeah. So then, I mean, you better, I hope he stays healthy then. <laughs> Different approach. Yeah, he's gonna be pro- like they're not gonna be able to get rid of him next year. His dead cap is fourteen point three. Jesus, um, a lot. <laughs> you know what, though they might be able- uh, uh, No, they. Let's see. His cap hits twenty. I think they'd be able to save seven million if they cut him. I'd have to. Look- I'd have to do more research into that, but. Yeah,
2: it's just so much to yeah. on keeping a guy to be healthy for the full season. You know, that's huge. That's just, you can't, just like Garoppolo, you can't do it, man. They're, you know, one and the same in terms yeah. of being able to stay on the field.
1: I agree with Steve, by the way, when he says somebody buying a house in New York doesn't mean they're leaving. Uh, freaking Kevin Love in the NBA has a house in New York, but he plays in Cleveland, like, and he's a California kid. So people just like to live where they want to live. So, and the NFL is really interesting in that it's a once a week try to thing. I would try to do an injury settlement with Ford. Yep. For sure. Great point. I think we're going to start to wrap
0: things up here, guys. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, yeah. Before my internet cuts out again. Send any final questions you guys have. And uh, we're going to be taking the week off for Niners News, like Matt said. But we'll be back next week. And we'll, we'll likely do a stream of the weekend. we got to get a schedule down. We'll get it together and we'll announce it. However, yeah. we're we'll like
1: still likely, trying to get
0: a live stream out.
1: We'll likely We'll likely do a live stream. Maybe we'll cover the – the wildcard games or something. Um, But we're definitely going to be like rocking it forward into like, you know, free agency and the draft and stuff like that. We're definitely going to be going heavy on that over the course of the off season. So look forward to that stuff.
0: So final thoughts, if you guys could give me one sentence, you can give me a bad and a good sentence about the 49ers year this year. Anthony, you can go first. All right, about the whole year, I'm really proud
2: to see Jeff Wilson step up when his name has been called upon. I have to close out with some Jeff Wilson Jr. propaganda, man. No, that's my guy. That's my guy 100%. But that's my positive, my negative, man. Figure out what you're going to do with the injuries. Figure out what you got to do with the medical staff because it's two years in a row now that injuries have taken a toll on this team. Last year I thought the team got pretty lucky even with all the injury stuff going on. This year the team didn't get as lucky. So I don't know if it's a medical staff thing. I don't know if it's just a mindset. I don't know if it's just how these guys are physically built. Whatever it may be, you got to figure out how you're going to handle these injuries because another year of these injuries, man, it's not going to look good. It's not going to look good on this front office. And I know you can't blame the front office for injuries, but it just falls on them at the end of the day, whether you like it or not. And I want Shanahan and Lynch or whoever else will be at GM to stick around for a long time. I think they have proven that they have contracts through 2025 anyway. So we are in this for the long run. I just Mm -hmm. want to see good steps in the right direction in regards to team health. If that's the case, I'll be really happy next year.
1: Yeah. My, my bad is figure out your quarterback room. That's really, I mean, quarterback play has been piss poor Even when Jimmy played this year, it was really up and down. I'm tired of seeing bad quarterback play. I was born during the Montana young days. I want those days back. Uh, And, you know, what we've gotten just isn't good enough. But on the plus side, the players – the 49ers didn't do bad because of a lack of effort. This team always played hard. They always came out with energy. There weren't days where they were, you know, coming out flat or whatever. Yeah, there were injuries. Yeah, they made some mistakes. But overall – This team buys into what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are putting forward and all the coaching staff. Um, Robert Sala has done a fantastic job. I wish him luck when he gets his job, you know, they're going to go forward and they're going to do, you know, a lot of great things. So uh, it's going to be awesome. Um, Hopefully we can get past this, this COVID shit. Um, you know, I want. I look forward to there being like it'd be dope if there was like an in-person draft or at least something like that this year, which we're going to have. A, I, we're going to do the live draft show again. That that shit is just too fun.
2: That was so much fun. Oh, my God. I got to rewatch our, our reactions to when they took a
1: defensive lineman. <laughs> well, you think last year was bad. Wait, if they do it again this year. <laughs> Matt's just going to go off air from destroying his laptop <laughs> the 49ers pick a defensive lineman this year I'm going to be a Seahawks fan for a year <laughs> that. that's a bit much sorry I'm talking, I'm talking out of now
2: you'd be a Jets fan instead
0: <laughs> yeah uh for me one positive one one negative I'll start with the negative I think just about everything that could go bad for this team went bad I went back and watched like the pre-hype or the hype videos on Instagram before the first game against Arizona, this team is completely different from that team. If that team played all 16 games, they would be really good. I think they'd be, you know, contention for the top seed right now, but that's not what happened. Injuries, COVID, you name it, every single thing that could have happened happened at least negatively for the 49ers, that sucks. And I hope that we got all of the bad luck out into this year, take it away with 2020, 2021, hopefully some positivity comes with that. As far as good, this team was, what did they finish? Six and 10, two games away from 800 with all, basically everything that could go bad going bad. That's pretty good. And I I, I began with uh, asking Anthony the question, is that a testament to coaching? The entire season, I think, was a testament to coaching. And I think that if you have the solid coaching staff in place, then the, the the roster isn't as difficult to build upon. So I think the 49ers have the right pieces there. And just like Matt said earlier, I think we're a quarterback away. And I know a lot of people are, are quick to go, are not as quick to go out on Jimmy. They still want to give him another year. I don't think that we have the time to waste another year. So I think it's a great thing. We have the coaches in place. I want to see those coaches in front off continue to be aggressive go get your guy now in the first round.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, we got a couple extra comments in here. Um, defensive coordinator p- replacement for me would probably be D'Amico Ryan's linebacker. Taken. It, yeah. I, I, maybe, maybe Sala takes him. I think Saul is more likely to take coach K, but Fair. if he takes Ryan's, then, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, it was a, it was an underwhelming season and that, that sucks. Uh, revenge tour turned into rehab tour real quick um you know but look for next year when we get to fly under the radar and punch people in the mouth again so that's fun know. it's always fun yep all um, right let's wrap it up guys Yep, i think that's gonna do it guys so thanks
0: everybody for tuning in this is our final live stream recap show of the season thank you everybody for a fantastic year even though it was not the results we wanted Uh, We had a blast always going live with you guys. We'll continue to do so. We'll put out some sort of schedule soon within the next week so you guys can follow off of it. Yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed for the thousandth time, do us a solid subscribe right now. Hit the like button, it helps a lot more than you think it does. So help us out, guys. I really do appreciate everybody tuning in. Zach,
1: Anthony, Matt, thank you everybody. Have a good night. Go ahead and click the bell for notifications. Until next time, go Niners. Go Niners.